Elise Link is the CEO of Best Money Moves Financial Wellness Company. I'm sure you've been keeping up to date on the news about um, Judith and Natalie and um, what a day that's going to be when they finally get back into this area. Yes. Well, it's uh, there is a lot going on. One of the things that struck me this week was that Mortgage interest rates, Lisa, hit 8% this week. It is the highest in two decades. And my heart really goes out to anybody who's trying to buy a house right now. Yeah, I have a friend who is moving back to Minnesota to be near her kids. And she's devastated. She's like, I I just have to put it on hold right now in hope that something changes after the first of the year. Is there any hope there? Um. Well, <laughs> not really. Um, you know, here's the good news for her. She's moving to a less expensive part of the country. Um, it's about the silverest, uh, silvery lining that I can find for her, uh, your friend, which, uh, and that's the reason is, of course, that the Fed still thinks that they've got to keep rates going up further. So if they're going to raise rates again, we're not going to see interest rates go below 8%. Uh, anytime soon. I mean, they might bounce around it slightly under, slightly over, but uh, they seem to feel that we're going to see this interest rate for a while. And one of the articles you sent me is is a story about how housing is still unaffordable, even for those who make a lot of money. Yeah, that's really the the hard thing here is when you look at affordability, one of the things they look at is on an, a typical salary, which right now for a family of four in this country is around $75,000. And to calculate how much you can actually afford to spend on a house, they look at the 28% rule. So that's a conventional loan. You can do 28% of your gross monthly income, and that's what you can spend, or up to 36% on your total debt. For people who are earning more, um, the problem is that in a lot of places where they're earning more, the housing prices are more. And so you're seeing people who are, should be able to afford to buy a home. Maybe they make a hundred, $150,000, $200,000, and yet they're unable to because of where they live and the other debt that they're already carrying. It's uh, it, it just seems out of reach. My friend was saying, look, if I want to buy a $400,000 house, we're looking at four grand a month. And that just wasn't the situation not two years ago, certainly not 10 years ago. It is all about affordability and how it is out of reach for so many people. So what is the hope for our our kids now who might be entering into that age where they'd think about buying their first house? Well, it, the, you know, the message here is you got to start saving. Um, you can take advantage of low interest, low, uh, I'm sorry, not low interest loans, but low down payment loans. Um, the Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, there are HUD homes. You can go to hudhome.com. Those are FHA foreclosures. There aren't as many as them as now as there were maybe 10 years ago, but there are some discounts available there. There's expansion of the amount that you can afford to spend. And really what I would say to people is, do what you can to get in now. Maybe you don't get to buy the house that your parents live in, but you can buy something at, which used to be called a starter home. Mm-hmm. And down the line, when you make a little bit more money, you can trade up. But in the meantime, you're building equity. Every single dollar you spend and, and prepay will earn you the rate of your mortgage, which is probably 75 or 8% right now. And uh, that's not a bad thing. So try to, try to look around and, and change maybe... Maybe your outlook of what you think you should be owning versus what you can actually own today. And would um, would it be wise to 
buy a fixer upper, something that you could live in, that you could afford, but you could put any additional cash into creating the home that you would like in the future? Oh, you are a lady after my own heart. (laughs) I have bought several fixer uppers. I'm sure you have as well. Here's the thing about fixer uppers, Lisa, and I'm I'm sure you know this. Um, You know, when you buy a fixer upper, you're the one who gets to reap the value of what you add. So if you're going to fix up the kitchen someday, if you're going to fix up a bathroom, you're going to get the extra, you know, bump up. If you buy something that's already done, some other developer came in there, they fixed it up, and now they want to charge you for that fixed up value. And you just may not be able to afford that. Mm -hmm. So take a step back, look for an ugly home that doesn't, that needs some TLC, but it's perfectly livable slap a coat of paint on it once you get in there and just live in it until you can afford to do some of those renovations. Yeah, I think that's very important, especially when you talk about a starter home for, you know, our kids or anybody in their 20s or 30s or maybe first-time home buyers in their 40s. And you're right, when you buy a home that's been flipped, they've done the cheapest, most efficient amount of work they can to make it look good, and you really don't know what's behind those walls, where when you fix it up yourself, you know that it's done right, and it's quality work and it's what you want as you pointed out yeah no it's really nice to have that i mean 20 something years ago my husband sam and i we redid our house took it right down to the studs we bought one of those ugly fixer uppers too and you know it wasn't like the favorite house to go to then and then once we fixed it fixed it up it became the house that everybody wanted to go to so you know you just do what you can and take your time and i would encourage people to remember this isn't a race you're not racing to become a multimillionaire by 42 or something. This is your life. So take it in small chunks. Do what you can step by step. And I promise you that 20 or 30 years from now, which probably seems like it'll never come, mm-hmm. it'll be here faster than you can imagine. You'll also have more money than you could even imagine today because true wealth is slow growing over time. Yesterday, I was reading a story that came out from Fidelity saying uh, when it comes to putting money away in your 401k or how much you should have saved or be saving for retirement in your 30s, you should save at least one time your income. So if you're making, you know, 75,000 in your 30s, you better have 75,000 saved. And then in your 40s, it's two times. And in your 50s, it's three times. In your 60s, it went up and up and up. Maybe it started in the 20s. But yeah, if you're in your 60s or 70s, you're like, wait, seven times the amount of my yearly income. Yeah, that's what it's going to take to retire. Yeah, I think it will. And remember, there's other help that you get along the way, right? You're going to get some money from Social Security. You may get a pension if you're one of the lucky ones or if you put some time in on a state, uh, federal or, you know, not-for-profit job. But you also are going to need to depend on yourself. And it's getting really expensive out there for retirees. So make sure you try and put away at least 10 to 15% of your income every single year, no matter what. And I know that's That's going to stress out some people, and I'm sorry for that, but over time, it's really going to help out. Yeah. Tell everybody what you're covering on thinklink.com. Oh, my goodness. We're looking at a lot about real estate right now, trying to give some help to people on mortgages and where to find good deals, and then just staying abreast of some of the news going on with the National Association of Realtors. 
um, and some uh, turnover that seems to be happening there. So that's pretty much it. And a very interesting article about will quick claim, quick claim deed remove my ex-spouse from my mortgage. That is an article I wish I would have read 15 years ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you could also ask Elise a question. So go to thinklink.com. Elise, thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure, Lisa. It's Elise Glink, thinklink.com. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.